0: Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte.
1: Hey, everyone. I am your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to this week's Resistance Recap, where we are talking all about the episode Signal from Sector 6. It aired on November 11th, 2018. It was directed by Sergio Payez and it was written by Brandon Aumann. Yep. These names, <laughs> yes. man. One day I'm just going to get it. So right? Yeah, okay, I think that was pretty close. <laughs> I think that was pretty close. The thing is, I hesitated. I just, I just got to go for mm. it confidently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so the way our Resistance episodes works, if this is your first time listening, is part one, we'll, we'll share our highs and lows of the episode. And then in part two, we're going to be talking all about the story. And in part three, we do a deep dive on the characters. So without further ado, we should just
1: jump into it and let's get started. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Welcome to part one where we're going to be talking all about our highs and lows. And I think you went first last week, Charlotte. So I'm going to go first this week. I'm just going to like start myself off. And uh, the high for this week was definitely Oscar Isaac versus the monkeys or Poe versus the monkeys. (laughs) Oscar (laughs) Isaac. I actually have it written in our notes as Oscar Isaac versus monkeys. (laughs) it was oh my god it was so so funny uh wow like the i I think it was the first time he fought them off and he was like oh i hate monkeys i like really hate them (laughs) no i think that
0: it was there was a line delivery that was like I hate monkeys. Like, really, like, under his breath. (laughs) It really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. I think it's funny that you liked that sequence, because I thought it was just a little jokey, but I do think that, this is my high, that Oscar Isaac's voice acting is actually really great, and he's totally giving 100% to Poe in this voice acting, and you can feel it, you can hear it. Like, he 100% knows who Poe is, and he's bringing it to the show, and it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought that this episode, this episode I thought, number one, was hilarious. I don't think I've laughed out loud so much in an episode of Resistance until we got to this episode. Because you're right. I think that maybe the, like, the jokiness of it could have gotten in the way. But his delivery was just so great. And he just, like, him and Kaz are so well paired for their Mm -hmm. comedic timing, which I think we'll talk about more in the character section. But I really enjoyed his voice acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. That was my high. So Mm -hmm. what was your second high?
1: My second high was Kaz in this episode. Man, like I said, I laughed so much in this episode and Kaz was just firing on all cylinders from the coffee, the calf at the beginning (laughs) of the episode, him waking up and not like wanting to be awake to um, him like being like BB8, forcing him into the ship while they're waiting for Poe and everything when he's carrying Sonara around. (laughs) <laughs> I love that fit at the end where he's like, oh, she's so heavy. She's so heavy. It's like, oh, I just, I gotta put her down. <laughs>
0: he's like tracking
1: her. And then Poe, like, rounds the corner and is like, pick her up.
0: <laughs> no, 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 don't put her down. Pick her up.
1: <laughs> but he was like, oh, I just, I gotta put her down. <laughs>
0: he's trying he's so- really trying
1: <laughs> I just thought Kaz was so funny in this episode and so I- relatable
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned the calf machine because <laughs> that was so good and then when Tam just kind of stole the cup from him right. it was great he didn't deserve <laughs> that cup but like it was great
1: <laughs> just pushing the button like over and over like oh, why isn't it working he's <laughs> like this is my life the calf button isn't working <laughs>
0: Well, it's like you could expand on that and like the the whole him pressing the same button over and over again is basically Kaz's attitude for being a spy right, <laughs> right now. He's <laughs> like basically doing the same thing over and over okay. again.
1: Don't make the calf button this like weird metaphor. <laughs> okay? Just just like stop. Just quit while you're ahead. It, but the connection I was going to make, which is a little bit better, honestly, is between this calf and then the amount of calf we got in last shot. <laughs>
0: Yes, With calf. the Calf droid.
1: Calf, Calf. Calf, 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 Calf.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the calf droid that tries to kill Ben Zolo.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so what was your second high? Okay, my second high. <laughs>
0: First off, just got to say, I just love BB-8. And I think Resistance VBA, 8 you know, our friend Kate had a poll up a couple of days ago about Um, what BB-8 is the best. I think it was Kate. And if it's not, it's okay. She still loves BB-8 and especially Resistance BB-8. She was talking about which BB-8 is superior. And honestly, I think Resistance BB-8 might be my favorite iteration. But really, my high was BB-8 in the new droid CB-23s, like basically one minute long conversation where they make up and (laughs) have this heart-to-heart. And we don't know what they're saying, but it was like, wow. (laughs) I was
1: was kind of emotional over it. (laughs) One, I love CB23. Mm -hmm. I love her aesthetic. Like, her color palette is just just so on point. Yes. And the fact that she just straight up told Kaz that she wishes she was flying with (laughs) Poe. Kaz was like, okay, well, thanks for your honesty. (laughs) I had
0: this moment in this episode where I was like, wow, I can totally relate. To being C B23. Like you what? see Oh my
1: God, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like you
0: see BBA off um with Kaz. And then when BBA is reunited with Poe, it's like all Poe cares about is BBA mm-hmm. and that that duo. And honestly, I'm sure Kaz kind of feels that way about BBA where where he's like, Oh, BBA maybe might might not want to be spending all his time with me because he loves Poe so much and Poe loves him. And there might be like this kind of burden or guilt there. But I think that you can look at from cb 23's perception he's she keep saying she he but she can totally i feel like she really wants to be pose number one but just isn't doing it and i feel like she's really sad about that and then in this in this like one minute conversation you kind of realize that bba and cb 23 kind of reach this mutual understanding and they both help each other and it's just like really beautiful
1: Charlotte just went ham on this like C B twenty three <laughs> character analysis. Like, good lord. <laughs> <was> so good. <laughs> I just like
0: I can't I can't handle that they gave us this like pretty long conversation in droid speak in the middle of an action sequence. <laughs> right.
1: That's what I think is hilarious about it. And it's like close up too. It's like a really intimate conversation between CB23 and BB-8. And the funny thing is too is that like I'm watching at one point. I'm like, oh, we're still going. I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, but you do.
0: That's the thing.
1: Yeah, but I was like, like, am I shipping BB-8 with CB23? Like what's happening here? I was trying to figure that out too.
0: But I I think I realized that I just like their – the, yeah, I'm not doing the, that. I'm not going down.
1: Yeah. The but then my head like spiraled to what like their tiny BB8 children would look like. Like, like would they be orange and pink or like blue and white? Like, what <laughs> would our color scheme here be? Um, but then I thought it was hilarious how <laughs> Kaz was just like, "All right, great, happy for you too," but like, help! It's <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying Kaz was just so great in this episode. What is your low? My low for this episode is, for the love of all that is holy, will someone please just teach Kaz something, anything, anything at all? This is like (laughs) a
0: permanent fixture in our low for resistance discussions.
1: Because even with like Poe, Kaz literally says, I've never been trained as a spy. And Poe goes, you're fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, if I'm going to push back on your your response, Poe does teach um kaz something that comes back around at the end of the episode and, that, and that's that like special maneuver on the x-wing which i do wonder and i'm just not going to write it off yet maybe that'll come it come up later but i, I i'm mean, with you
1: true but that's not like a spying kind of thing no and that's it's not a mechanic a fly thing. Or, yeah it's, it's, it's just a let's <laughs> fly this cool plane which kaz already knows how to fly this is just like a bonus jonas kind of maneuver
0: Mm-hmm, but it worked, and he couldn't I mean, do it the first time, and he learned, and he tried, and you know, oh my God. there was some all growth right, your, there.
1: All right, okay, whatever. What's your low?
0: <laughs> <laughs> my low is I wrote this in the notes. I said, "Dare I say filler?" Um, no, I feel like this, you shouldn't dare. I know, but I'm I'm going to go there. This episode, maybe just coming off the heels of, um, children from, are yeah, I, it, it felt like a little like, what are we doing? But I do have to say this episode totally crammed in a ton of stuff, like Sinara C- and everything. And I really thought the episode was gonna end when they arrived back on the Colossus, but really it continued and we saw Sinara's like devious plot. Um, and I thought that was great. But this episode probably won't stick out in my mind in the future, honestly.
1: See, that's so funny because I think it will because I laughed so much in this episode and like the Poe and Kaz dynamic, I am just obsessed with in this episode. Um, so I really think that this episode will stick out for me as one that is fun to rewatch just because it is so funny. And mm-hmm. I feel like you've never watched animation before because we all know that fillers are never fillers.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. That's why I said, dare I say filler, because I know it's not filler. I even when I when the episode started and I was like, I don't know if this is one that's going to be like 100 percent for me. It's very piloty, very missiony. I knew that there's definitely something from this that isn't just filler. Nothing is filler. Nothing
1: is Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not. And I think, like, the – just, like, kind of setting up more this, like, pirate syndicate – organization Mm -hmm. thing that's kind of floating through the background of all these episodes and kind of bringing it a little bit more to the forefront now that we have sonara on the Colossus well probably that's probably going to be the biggest takeaway I don't know if I think like Sonara is necessarily related to the First Order spy could she possibly be dragged into that whole subplot later on absolutely but I think like the big the big piece that we're going to be taking forward with us is this like pirate thing because we like literally did bring the pirate with us
0: (laughs) totally Um, Okay, let's talk about the story.
1: Part two, coming at you.
0: So welcome to part two. Um, I don't really know what state to ask for this episode, so let's just go down the line. What's the state of the resistance in this episode?
1: So state of the resistance is a bit of a hard question in this episode. I mean, they're still chugging along, um, but we... What's interesting is that Poe like is Poe coming back from his last mission? Because in the last episode when Kaz reported to what's his name? Um, that guy with the name with the voice I don't like. Is that guy it's that guy that, that Kaz reports to about the kids from Tehar? Because Poe's not there, because Poe oh, is on the mission. Oh, C. Uh, JJ. Why you gotta do me like that? It's a BC Boys reference. because JJ likes the BC boys. But LOC comments on how Poe is on a mission right now so that's why he's not taking the report Um, so Poe is off doing like his own spying mission or whatever it is we don't know exactly what it is Poe is doing is Poe spying is he rescuing people what's the deal but he clearly has like come off of that mission and has time now to like reconvene with uh, Kaz and so something like he's I don't know like things are moving in the resistance but now he's got time to chill and like take a second to, like, check in and just go fly with his buddy Kaz.
0: I think there's something really interesting about the 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 quote, I didn't realize the Resistance fought pirates, and Poe saying there are a lot of dangers in the galaxy. When people are in need, we need help. Um, when people are in need, we help. I thought this was, like, really interesting because... From the outside, you're like, yes, perfect. Um, I'm really glad that they're helping and that that's what they should do. Um, they should help everyone around the galaxy. But I also think it's an interesting, knowing the politics of the way the resistance works and it's like kind of undercover from the New Republic is I think that they kind of do these type of missions so that if they were ever kind of quote caught or investigated by the New Republic, they'd have a series of kind of good deeds to their name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that even makes sense or if that's even like actually something that that's at play but that's kind of what i've been thinking about is at this point if the resistance isn't like doing the hard-hitting work they if they're helping people at the same time if they were ever ever to be in trouble by the new republic they could at least come up with a bunch of reasons why they're actually doing good do you know what i mean
1: yeah that's really interesting and it draws me back again to the clone wars and kind of this excuse me kind of this uh ongoing battle of, like, morals between the Separatists and the Republic that we see happening on planets and how the Republic is always kind of posited or poses these, like, good guys, you know, and the Separatists are not, Um, which kind of reminds me of what you're talking about with the Resistance. But the interesting thing with the Resistance is that they're not with the New Republic. They're, like, separate, and so I hope I hope as we're getting more content from the sequel trilogy, particularly in Resistance, we get more clarification on what exactly the New Republic's knowledge and acceptance of the Resistance is.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally. I, I think we will. I think that it's it's only inevitable. It's interesting to think about that kind of thing in relation to the fact that this this mission doesn't seem very resistance like as we know it.
1: Yeah, but it, it wasn't even like a. I mean, this isn't like a set mission. This is just like mm-hmm. Poe happened to be out there and was like, "Hey, let's go save the day." Capo. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know that's like his inner monologue. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Um, okay, so what's the state of the first order? Nothing.
1: Nothing right now, unless Sonara's boss's mission is somehow related to the Colossus slash the First Order, which very well could be the case further down the line. But as of now, we really didn't hear a lot from the First Order.
0: So for the pirates then, at the end of this episode, we the audience now knows and has this knowledge that the pirates are now within the Colossus, something that they basically, what we think, have never done before. And Kaz and Yeager have allowed this to happen. So... It's kind of um everyone's kind of on their tiptoes, at least I am, for like what's going to happen next. I think the next episode actually has Sonara's name in it. I forget what it's called. It's like Sonara's wow. secret or something like that. So mm. I feel like down the line, the state of the pirates, the pirates are going to attack again. But this time it's going to be very much an inside attack rather than um mm. that barging from the outside that we saw and was staved off by the aces which kind of leads me i'm on a tangent now which kind of leads me down this path of um if the pirates are inside and it kind of proves that the ace pilots that protect the colossus can't actually do their job um doza might be in a position to let the first order onto the colossus in a Mm -hmm. dire dire straits basically
1: that's really interesting i hadn't thought of that Yep, I was. All I was going to say is, I wonder if Niku will help Sonara in her evil plot.
0: <laughs> Probably because, as you can see, I was. You know what? I'm going to bring this up because I guess I'm on the side of the Niku theory at this point because I'm like what? always looking for it now. I'm not on the side of the theory, but I'm here. I'm Wait, watching. You just for said it. I'm
1: on the side of the theory.
0: <laughs> I'm not on the side of the theory. I'm watching for the theory, but like he was
1: completely,
0: completely absent from the resistance plot in this entire episode he's just sleeping (laughs) through it literally sleeping through it
1: literally he was asleep (laughs) so that's really funny (laughs) 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 Niku is the first order spy
0: (laughs) i mean i literally don't think he is but
1: (laughs) i don't know you keep saying that but then you say things like I like this theory. I'm on the side of this theory. Okay, but I don't the thing like is this is that I feel
0: like Lucasfilm truly hasn't given me a reason to not think that this theory yeah, like couldn't that. play out somehow.
1: The- <laughs> this episode made me realize like how stinking suspicious I am of everyone on the Colossus. Like the yeah. second we got back on the Colossus I was like, "Who?" What's gonna? I'm like looking at everyone different because I was like, I don't. Sonara's, and, and the thing is, I played so much in my head. Like in the in the five minutes we were with Sonar at the end of the episode, my head kept going back and forth between I if I thought she was an okay person or if I thought she was gonna be like one of the pirates or a bad guy. Like it did it so well to where I was like, oh, she's good. Oh, she's bad. Oh, she's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's bad. And then it was finally revealed that she was bad. But I was like, well, she's definitely not a first order spy because she's a pirate. But I mean, we do know that. Pirates are working for the First Order. Um, yeah. It's kind of all one one and the same at this point. Yeah. But, but then it's not too because the pirates, I mean, as you can imagine, they probably have like these different like crime lords and pirate lords and stuff like that too. So like all these pieces are moving. So is Sonara's pirate clan necessarily the same kind of pirate clan that's working with the First Order? Is there even that connection there? Maybe mm. – um, but maybe not. Like maybe this is just gonna be a side plot, and maybe Sonara turns out to like really help Kaz or something, and she's the one that finds out that Niku's the First Order spy. You know, <laughs> anything could <can> happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not really hoping for a Sonara redemption arc at this point. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that she's a pirate, like a pirate pirate with a capital P.
1: Unless she's undercover. Unless she's really a double agent.
0: Wow, that's like a triple agent then, because at this mm-hmm. point she's playing. Yeah, she's playing that she, but not really, because she really just cut off Kaz like completely and slammed the door in his face. <laughs> so yeah, but that's
1: what it. That's that's what a good spy would actually do. Is like keep her distance, <laughs> unlike Kaz, <laughs> who's like arms around her shoulder, like I oh, got, I got you, buddy. Like I'm new. I was new here too once. <laughs> Kaz is Kaz should not be our gold standard for spies as of yet. <laughs>
0: hmm Yeah, you're right. Niku, you're right. Niku, however.
1: Right. Niku, however. Gold standard.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about <laughs> Captain Doza. I keep thinking that the whole Captain Doza thing is just, like, continues to be a red herring because the Resistance, it's like when Poe talks to Kaz about everything he's learned at the Colossus, he's very – he keeps going in on Doza in the First Order. He says it, like, a couple times. And I feel like we're all now supposed to be really suspicious of him, and I just, like, don't know where my allegiances are right now. Because in the beginning, if you guys remember, like, two episodes ago, I was like, I don't think is like, that bad. I think that he's, like, been forced into a lot of different situations, but I think that it's basically a red herring that we're supposed to think that this guy in the top of the tower is really bad. But... Now I don't know what to do and don't know what to think because I I just feel like I'm on we're on this path where we're supposed to think Doza could do something bad. And maybe he – maybe first impressions, like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think?
1: No. Doza's not the First Order spy. 100% he's not the First Order spy. And I'm not even saying that because of my Niku theory. I'm saying it because it's totally a red herring. Like, the guy at the beginning can't be the spy. And, and I think – we've talked about this too – And I think the fact that like Poe thinks it's Doza or is like just keep a special eye on him means there's definitely something up. But I think it's what we talked about a couple episodes ago. Like Doza puts the Colossus first. um, Mm -hmm. And he's going to put the survival of the Colossus perhaps above his morals if it comes to that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's where Doza is. I don't think – because the thing is it's like Doza is not exactly keeping it a secret that he's having meetings with the First Order.
0: Like, everyone knows
1: when they get there. Everyone knows that they're going up to talk to Joza. If he was like an informant, he's a pretty bad one. Yeah. Like a secret informant, that is.
0: I know. I still think that as an audience, we're supposed to watch him now. And I think that. Yeah, definitely. Because of the last... Like, I I don't feel safe um, with Doza because basically that theory that I just laid down about how Doza's going to need the help from the First Order, I feel like I can Mm -hmm. expect that at this point where he would feel desperate because, like you said, he's going to do the best for the Colossus. And if if it comes down to that, despite, I think, his wife or uh, Tora's mother potentially in the past being a Rebellion pilot, um, I feel like he is going to ask for help from the First Order. And... I'm a little concerned about that in terms of what that's going to look like.
1: Yeah. I think that's where we're going to get some really good family drama between Torah mm-hmm. and Doza, because I think that's, I think it's again, this like pity. I mean, let's not forget too. one of our first theories was that Kaz's father was going to be involved in the first order as well. Um, we talked yes. to Kaz's father in the very first episode, but we haven't heard back from him yet. Um, and I, that was one of our really big theories was that Kaz's father was going to be a part of this and that Kaz was going to find out and it was going to create a really big conflict for him and I think this it would be cool if there was that parallel as well with Torah Um, like even if their fathers were meeting together or like Kaz's father ended up being with the first order like officially and he's the one who's kind of officiating this connection between Doza and the first order Um, and I think all of that will kind of come to a head once Tora knows what Kaz is doing as a first as a spy for the Resistance, and then she finds out that her father is somehow involved in it. Um, because again, it's not public knowledge. The kinds of things that are that the First Order is doing quite yet, like with Tehar, someone like Torah doesn't really know what's going on in Tehar. You know, she just mm-hmm. thinks that the First Order are like some sketchy people. She doesn't really know that like the evil they're capable of. Um, right. And, I think it'll be interesting to find out just how much Doza does or doesn't – does or doesn't. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. How much Doza does or doesn't know. And I think – so if we pretend that Doza doesn't know the full extent of what's happening with the First Order, it'll be interesting once he does find out what his next steps are. If he – like, still keeps a very tenuous connection with them or is already in the, like, bringing the First Order on to the Colossus. I don't know. That's going to be really interesting. That'll be, you know, to kind of determine where he lies on the, like, good and bad spectrum. What do you think the main theme of this episode is? I don't know. I found myself thinking a lot about the – we'll get into this in the next part, but, like, the connection between Poe and Kaz, like, their relationship I thought was kind of friend center. Um, It made me think a lot about Poe later on in the sequel trilogy. I don't know. I think this is one of those episodes that once we revisit it, kind of at the end perhaps of season one or even mid-season finale, we'll see a lot more things that were kind of laid out foundationally in this episode.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, And for that reason, I think it's kind of hard to lay down a theme. I think you're right that the episode's focus perhaps is – on Kaz and Poe and, poten- and potentially like to understand their similarities and differences as spies and people who are part of the resistance, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe the theme is that there's always a bigger fish slash monkey.
0: I mean, that's the major theme of Star Wars. So <laughs> the <major theme. laughs>
1: I liked how Maybe. we just had an episode about monsters and then we get this whole episode with like giant monkeys. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I'm going to be real. I, I am like Poe. I really don't like monkeys, and I never liked Salacious Crumb, and I can't mm-hmm. believe that we got a giant version of Salacious Crumb.
1: <laughs> right? It was a little, more than a little jarring. I like this episode because it definitely gave me, I mean, it had this, like, perfect combination of, like, brain invaders in Clone Wars, and then also, like, the Star sequence in The Force Awakens, too. It was kind of, like, the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. You know, there's something that's funny I noticed about this, because this Resistance is geared and um like aged and rated appropriately for a younger audience than Rebels. I don't know if you notice this, but every time Poe shot at the big beast, you never saw the mm-hmm. the laser like hit the beast.
1: Yeah. And I kinda I kinda that-
0: wonder what that's gonna look like in the future.
1: Yeah, the monkey that he shot like he shot down from the ceiling. You don't actually see that monkey. Yeah. But that was funny too because the monkey that was attacking Kaz and Kaz, they were both like, <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, that At the was same funny. Time, they both gasped. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. This, um, this episode also gave me a little bit of vibe of that Rebels episode where I think it's the same one where they've got the giant kyber crystal, um, mm. but where they've got the, it's, yeah, because they have engineers who are like live cargo, basically, that they've captured and are storing in these cargo pits. Yeah. It kind of gave me that vibe a little bit, too, before we found out who Sonara was, of course.
0: Right. Um, I thought about that episode, too, but in hindsight, that Rebels episode is, like, way darker because there's
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> people that are cargo.
0: I guess that that's what Poe and smidge. Kaz thought um, Sonara was which is actually Mm -hmm. interesting. But um, actually, they didn't think that. They thought that she hid away. But I think that they were originally on that line of thinking, and that's not what happened. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. Anyway.
1: All right. So let's jump into part three so we can talk about some characters. Listen, big deal. You got another problem.
0: Women always figure out the truth.
1: Always. All right. Welcome to part three, where we're going to be talking about characters. And as we mentioned in the last, I almost said last episode, but last part, um, front and center of this episode really was Kaz and Poe. So Poe obviously thinks Kaz is doing a good job as a spy. So where are we on Kaz's journey as a spy?
0: You know, I'm not really sure. I think that he has definitely gotten closer with this episode just even by seeing Poe one-on-one which I think honestly probably was like really important for him because I'm sure he feels a little removed from the entire thing Um, and getting that reassurance from Poe is probably really important to Kaz you know what I mean
1: yeah I think you're absolutely right like when you're when your mentor tells you you're doing a good job. <laughs> um, it feels really nice. But the thing, we talked about this in the last episode too with Tehar. How aware is Kaz of what he's joined, like what he's signed up for? I don't think he really is, even yet, like even now, um, because kind of like what we saw in Rebels, once Rebels kind of got closer to the era of the rebellion, it is kind of all these separate sects and clans of people like doing work, kind of like Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. And Kaz really is out there on like a, like a basically a literal island on his own own, having no kind of prior interaction with the Resistance. And so I am curious to see what that kind of brings about later on. Like I wonder if the Resistance would ever do something that Katz didn't think was right and how he would kind of respond to that because he doesn't – like he doesn't really know what he joined up in quite Mm -hmm. yet and he's still kind of figuring it out. And for him, the Resistance is Poe. And Leia. And he ho- – and, like, as we saw in the first episode, he holds Leia to such a high standard. Like, he's got her on a pedestal. So what's going to happen when he finds out something that, like, knocks Leia or the resistance down a couple notches? Like, how is that going to feel? Um Kinda of reminds me of Cassian, honestly. Um, we just got that Cassian announcement a couple days ago, um, but that whole conversation between Cassian and Jin and Rogue One, where he's like, you know, I don't get to choose when and where I fight. Like, I fight mm-hmm. for the rebellion, um, even if that means doing hard things. Um, whereas I don't know if Kaz would say that quite yet.
0: No, I don't think so either. And I just think that he just doesn't know the context just yet. Even him in this episode realizing, being like, oh, I didn't know the Resistance helped out, you know, uh, followed signals or whatever he said, Um, Mm -hmm. or helped out and fought against the pirates. Like he's still a little confused and doesn't really know how this whole thing works because he really, if you think about his story, he's just gotten completely wrapped up in it. So I think you're so right. I think that he will be faced with a lot um, to think about and um, just like like you said, Cassie, and I was watching Rogue One last night, he says, suddenly the rebellion is real for you. When is going to be that yes. moment where Kaz, where the resistance is real for Kaz? Because right now it is yeah. so removed. We're getting closer. We
1: I know are. it's close. I that. Yeah, that's the best line, I think, honestly, for um, this. Like, suddenly the rebellion is real to you. Suddenly the resistance is real for Kaz, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that going to be with Hosnian Prime?
0: Yeah, I think that – see, the thing is, is that at this point, um, I think recently it came out, which I, I think we'd been speculating or we'd heard. I, I think it was confirmed recently that the first season does go through The Force Awakens. I wonder if that's going to be that moment because I think we're all in our brain, like, know about the and Prime thing. But maybe it'll be something before
1: then. Oh, we. I know we've speculated a lot. You know, if we – I think in the beginning we kind of pushed that – the season one finale would be like Hosnian Prime timeline, um, mm-hmm. like with Starkiller base. But if that's going to be pushed forward, I wonder if Kaz would know. Like I wonder if it's something he finds out later after it's happened. Oh, man. Like he's like far away or something. Yeah. And he like goes to like find his parents, like talk to his parents mm-hmm. or something. Ugh. Ugh.
0: There's so many different situations that could be completely heartbreaking in Resistance. Yeah,
1: everything is heartbreaking. Everything is sad. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, down from the heavens. Star Wars is tragedy. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. <laughs> um, one thing I really liked about this episode is, and I said this earlier, but Kaz and Poe together, like their energies are so similar. And this episode made me – kind of understand and appreciate more why Poe like even picked Kaz out of a lineup because I really do feel like Poe sees a lot of himself in Kaz as a like when when Poe was just starting out or or perhaps maybe who Poe even wishes he kind of was more like as a kid but that Mm -hmm. like energy and just like that gumption um and I feel like their humor was very similar in this episode and it just I don't know it just like the vibe was so great between them
0: Yeah, I totally agree. One of my favorite lines, um, Yeager said to Poe, he said, what is it with you? You always bring home the strays or always bring home strays. Um, I immediately thought of Finn (laughs) because Finn (laughs) is the kind of the stray that Poe kind of takes in and brings to the resistance and Finn has his own arc of like understanding and uh, realizing that the resistance is real for him that line from Cassian you know um, mm-hmm. and I it's clear that this is a pattern and I kind of love that realizing that about Poe it, it has been really nice I think.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Um, I really like – I know we talked about Finn in comparison to Kaz last episode a little bit, but I think this is an even better one um, because like even even like the humor between Finn and Poe is very similar to the humor between Kaz and Poe as well. Like when Finn mm-hmm. is like, we, "Like, why do you want to go back to Jakku? Like we can't go back to Jakku. And then it's kind of the same with um, this like little bit between Poe and Kaz too. Like in the first episode when they were on the platform of the Colossus and, and they see that guy fall off or whatever and, and – that uh, Kaz is like, what was that? And he was like, don't worry about it. And then today, <laughs> or in this episode, when they're walking through and Kaz is like, oh my God, like what was that? And Poe's like, best not to worry about it. Like it's the, <laughs> it's that same kind of, um, like tone of humor between them. Uh, it's really funny. It's good. Um hmm One of the things I thought was interesting is this episode really made me think a lot about Poe going forward into the sequel trilogy and how his character changes. I think because I was kind of making this comparison to um, Poe and Kaz, like Poe really seeing something of himself in Kaz. And one of the lines – I can't – I didn't get it exactly, but one of the lines Poe said at the beginning of the episode with Kaz when they're kind of in the – before they find the really big monkey – and Kaz is like, what if it, you know, like, what if it eats us? Like, what if all these things happen? Kaz is kind of spiraling. And Poe goes, it's never, like, never look at the worst possible outcome. Like, best to stay positive. Like, he says something along those lines. And I think that's really kind of defined Poe, even throughout The Force Awakens, until we get to The Last Jedi. And The Last Jedi really is that breaking point for him. Um, it's push him to his limit. And we see him push to the edge as he, like, goes more and more against protocol in The Last Jedi and, like, stages a coup within the Resistance. Like, I think if you Mm -hmm. told the Poe of this episode that he was going to stage a resistance against Leia's resistance in a couple months, he would would laugh at you. Like, that would never even be an option for him.
0: For sure, because he is looking at the worst possible outcome throughout all the situations in The Last Jedi. It's what concerns Mm -hmm. him. It takes over his mind. He can't see clearly. Um, Yeah. And it's all because he was demoted, which in his brain is also the worst possible outcome for him. (laughs) So... (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> it's, like, all these things. I think you're right on by identifying that line. Um, it's There's something that's really cool and kind of even obvious in just stating it about Resistance being a prequel to The Force Awakens and being able to see these characters before their, like, film debut, which you know is their, like, the meat of their character. Um, yeah. I... I'm really glad that we're stepping into this time period because of that. And I really never thought we'd get this much Poe, especially a character mm-hmm. who was like pretty extensively explored in the comics and especially in this era. So it's continually great to see more and more of Poe.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's going to be really interesting too, especially because when you pointed this out to me the first time about that line of Haldos that Poe chan- po changes – Mm-hmm. Um the we're the spark that'll burn the first order down instead of bring hope yeah. or something to the galaxy. Um it's mm-hmm. like a very aggressive Restore the, the Republic. Restore the Republic is changed to burn the first order down. Mm-hmm. Um very aggressive. Um and that's very different from the Poe we see here. And we are in such a compressed timeline as well. So it's very, it's very, very interesting. Um and it just goes to show like the kind of stress. Uh, and, like, dire circumstances that are going to be coming down the line very quickly. For sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, so kind of to wrap things up, do we have anything that we want to say about Sonara or any further speculation for her?
1: Sonara is going to be coming into play later. It's just a question of is her backstory one we feel empathetic for or nah? <laughs> and I know. is there a possibility of her switching sides like maybe maybe Sonar is one of those characters where like she has a moral code yes perhaps it's a little bit more skewed than someone like kaz but it's not skewed like first order skewed and so when she sees what's going on there she's going to jump ship and maybe she'll be like a hondo kind of character you know
0: <laughs> hondo is kind of the unlikely pirate
1: ha- yeah um, but like hondo's always going to act for himself but like he, like if he likes you, he'll also help you out too.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. We saw that yeah. with Ezra. We saw that with the the mm-hmm. that is His friend, um,
1: the pig. Yes, it's like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think his name is like Porky or something like that. Actually, I, I think it is too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. I wonder if Sonara is just going to be one of those characters that comes in in this episode, has a storyline in the next, and then is out of here. But her character design is super cool, so it does make Mm. me take a second look and wonder, you you could be right. Like Maybe she'll switch sides, maybe she'll help out, maybe she'll drop the name of who the First Order spy is. You never know.
1: Niku. (laughs) What? She (laughs) whispers it in the corner. (laughs) Niku. Niku. She she's standing over Kaz at night like it's Niku it's Niku <laughs> <laughs> it's the blood metal messaging um one more
0: thing that I wanted to say um was I thought it was another an interesting touch that in the beginning when Yeager and Kaz leave planet um Tam's like that wasn't on the docket or that wasn't on the schedule uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah a salvage pickup and mm-hmm. she's She is so – I feel like she's curious at this point, and she keeps kind of having these moments, and something's going to flip the switch, and she's going to investigate it further, and it'll be interesting to see what happens there.
1: For a second, I thought – I don't know if I just wasn't listening, but I thought that the ship that Poe brought for Kaz, like, Kaz was going to get to take back with him for some reason. Yeah, same. And and I was like, Tam is not going to be happy. (laughs) But it makes sense that, like, the Resistance isn't just, like, doling out chips to, like, lowly spies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there was a nice line in it about how it's not the best that the Resistance has. And I f- you feel like they don't really have that much money, <laughs> basically. But yeah. I do have to say, I loved the color of Kaz's helmet, the purple. Right? It mm-hmm. was so cool. It
1: went, it went really nice with CB23.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Bless. <laughs> I'm sure
0: C B twenty three's name is some sort of has some sort of meaning behind it. And I'm kind of curious. I bet it's some sort of Easter egg. Maybe it's not, but I wanna know.
1: Could be. Could be. In Star Wars there's a high probability when we get things like L O Asty that any name is an <laughs> Easter egg.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. I'm really looking forward to next week. But I, once again, I just – I had like a really fun time with Resistance. So – Really loving it, as always. Um, you can find us on Twitter at SkytalkersPod or our personal Twitter handles. Mine is at Caitlin Plusher and Charlotte's is at Crarity. We're also online at Skytalkers.com. And if you want, you can head on over to iTunes and leave us a review so we can find new Star Wars friends to join the Talkers family. Yes, yes. And I just
0: want to thank our amazing patrons. Amy, Joanna, James, Tracy, Sarah, Susanna, Z, Cherie, Angela, Diana, Becca, Lynn, Katie, Rachel, Courtney, Brian, Megan, Amy, Kelly, Jim. Suara BJ, Larry, Kate, Brooklyn, Lady Valkyrie, Jenny, Blessed Cheesemaker, Danny, Lumpa Ruru, Patrick, James, Hamza, From a Certain Point of View, The Dorky Diva Show, Megan, Stewart, Kyle, Jennifer, Kells, Chastity, Aliyah, Travis, Katie, Daniela, Alyssa, Rebecca, Andy, Delaney, Angela, Ally, Natalia, Daz, Serene, Shireen, Matt, Jordan, Molly, Chell, Erin, Rebecca, Lauren, Tom, Edith, Adam, Derek, Connie, Robbie, Kirsty, Brandon, and Chuck. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Your support means everything.
1: Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you.
0: May the force be with you. Thank you.